And uh, as they're leaving, let me invite Minda, who is going to be sharing the Word of God. I'd like to pray with her. Um, I know this is going to be good. So, Father, in Jesus' name, we, I lay hands upon Minda. And uh, thank you, Lord, that today as she, we uh, bless her in Jesus' name, bless her. And thank you, Lord, that as you bless her, you make her to be a blessing. Thank you that the power of the Spirit of God operates in her as she speaks, that as she opens her mouth, the word of God comes with power, and that it frees your people and breaks them free from any lies, their schemes of the devil, and releases them into the light of your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Hey, everybody. I am um, I'm one of those people that if I'm not balanced, I can't function. So I had to move that to the middle. <laughs> now everything's okay. <laughs> it's a privilege to share with you guys today. Um, I'm excited to share. I just want to I want to read to you something that I've been praying over Border City Church every day, something I've been speaking over Border City Church every day. I've actually had it taped to my mirror, and I've had it in a little notebook next to my bed, and multiple times every day, I've been saying that Border City Church has influence, Border City Church carries God's spirit, we reach people, we attract people, we have a big capacity, we are gaining disciples, we have money for everything that we need to do, we are like Jesus. We are doing what Jesus does, and people want to be with us. I'm speaking that every day over Border City Church. So we've been talking about being a church that does what Jesus does, a church doing what Jesus does. And I think if we're honest with ourselves, a lot of what we do every day with our time is that we do our own thing a lot of the time. A lot of time we're consumed with what we want to do or what we need to get done. Our schedules fill up. Our time fills up. Our resources get used up with the things that we are aware that we need to do. Whether we feel we need to do them, whether we want to do them, we're doing our own thing a lot of the time. Even if we say, yeah, I want to do what Jesus is doing, a lot of the time we're doing what we want to do. But I want us to constantly be asking ourselves right now, what is Jesus doing? Not just that band, you know, that people wear sometimes that say, what would Jesus do? But what is he doing? Because he's still doing things. He's active. He's alive in us. He wants to move through us. So asking all the time, what is Jesus doing? Because that's what I want to do. That's where I want to be. I want to be doing what he's doing. So today, what's in my heart, what I sense the Holy Spirit doing, what I sense him doing in my life right now is an invitation, an invitation from the Holy Spirit to do what Jesus is doing. And I pray today that as we look at his word, that the Holy Spirit would help us to see what Jesus is doing and that the Holy Spirit would show us the church that Jesus is building, that he would give us a vision of that and that he would put it in our hearts so that we can carry it. Because, you know, God doesn't do anything in the earth except through us. That is how God works. From the beginning of time, everything that God does, he does through man. Even in sending his son Jesus, he used Mary, and even his son he put into the form of a person. So everything that God does, he does through people. So we need to carry the vision of what Jesus wants to do, because it's not going to happen if we don't carry it. 
It's not going to happen if we don't give birth to it. It's not going to happen unless we do it. We do it by his spirit. We do it by his power, but we do it. So I want the Holy Spirit to show us some things today that we will carry in our hearts. Jesus had a vision. He still has a vision. And everything that he does is very deliberate toward that vision. And I want to look at that. I want to look at Hebrews 12. If you're in your Bibles, you can turn there, or if you want to write that down, and you can stay in Hebrews 12, because we're going to look at that a couple times today. Hebrews 12, verse 2, says, fixing our eyes on Jesus. If we want to do what Jesus is doing, don't you think we need to look at him? We need to look at him. We need to behold him. And no, we don't see him physically. But we behold him as we talk to him, as we spend time with him, as we read his word, as we ask his Holy Spirit, what is Jesus doing? We fix our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. And I just want to lift that word today, pioneer, and I want to look at that today, that word out of Hebrews 12, 2, that calls Jesus a pioneer. And I want to focus on that aspect of what Jesus is doing and what Jesus does. So I want to look at what it means to be a pioneer. And first, before we look at that, I want to share a couple stories with you from our journey. And some of you have heard these stories, but you're going to hear them again. So in 2013, Paul and I were living in Johannesburg, and we were leading a church, the church he was just referring to that Anton and Ange now lead. We had been leading that church for one year at the end of 2013. At the beginning of 2013, we had been leading for one year. And uh, we had gone down to the coast of South Africa to spend Christmas vacation down there by the beach because it's summertime there at Christmas time. And on the way back from the beach, we drove through the Karoo in South Africa, which is like a desert region. And we spent the night in a small town called Crawfernet because it's a long drive from, the, from Cape Town to Johannesburg. And that day in the car, it was the first few days of January, first few days of 2013, and because it was a new year, as I often do in a new year, I just sort of love to ask the Lord a few questions, like, Lord, what does this year mean for us? What are you doing this year? What do you have in mind? And in the car, I had quietly just asked the Lord, show me some things. And I instantly felt I heard in my spirit just the word pioneer. And we don't need to dismiss those things that we sense God say to us sometimes. Sometimes it's just like a thought. Sometimes it's just a, a word that comes to you. I didn't hear it with my ears. I heard it with my spirit. It was just that word, pioneer. And so I wrote it in my journal that day in the car. Well, that night we stopped at this town called Crawfernet. It was hot. It was desert, like 100 degrees, literally. We're walking around this old historic town. Our kids were younger then, and everybody was hot and bothered, thirsty, And we said, okay, next place we see to get a drink or something to eat, we're going to stop. And so we rounded a corner in this little town, and at the end, it was a dead-end street, and at the end of that street was this old building that was a restaurant, and on the front of the restaurant was the word Pioneer. And I just froze. Huge letters, big sign, Pioneer. And I just grabbed Paul, and I said, do you see that? And I, I had shared with him what I had written in the car. And needless to say, it really caught my attention because it was the same word God had spoken to me. And as we began to walk around that town, 
For the rest of the day, we learn more about the history. And that little town was a pioneering town. 200 years before, it had been settled by pioneers who were moving from the Cape, where South Africa was first settled by Europeans, and moving up into other regions of that nation, further and further inland. And it was one of the first towns that was established by pioneers. So as we slept there that night, I was just so richly aware that God was speaking that word to me of pioneer. And so it really began to inform and change the way that we led in that time for the rest of that year and even for the next couple years. Up until that time, I think the first year that we had led that church, we were really kind of just getting to know people, learning who people were and, you know, letting them get to know us so that they could trust us and build the relationship. But God really wanted to speak to us to begin to pioneer and to begin to lead in a different way and to begin to invite people into pioneering with us. So fast forward a few years, and we're here in in Detroit. And in 2016 is when we moved here. And then in 2017, we went to Los Angeles for the NCMI Equip. You've heard us talk about NCMI. NCMI is the partnership that we relate to globally as a church. And there are regional um, moments where the churches that partner together gather for times of equipping and worship and gatherings with one another. And uh, so we went to one in Los Angeles in the summer of 2017. There's another one happening there this summer that you're all invited to. But we went in 2017 in the summer to Los Angeles. And at the end of that week of Equip, Paul and I decided to visit the church that is led by our friends, Jody and Vanessa Romero, who were here a few months ago. You guys remember Jody and Vanessa? So we wanted to visit their church that Sunday, and on the way to the church, after being at Equip all week, Paul was just asking me, he's like, tell me some of the things you feel like God's speaking to you from the Equip week. What's, what's going on in your heart? And I said to him, it feels so, to me so much like the time, the time period when we were living in South Africa and we'd been leading the church there for a year, and God began to direct us and speak to us to pioneer. That's what I hear God saying to me. Literally, as those words left my mouth, we're going down the freeway. On the other side of the freeway comes this big caravan with a huge word across it, Pioneer. And I grabbed Paul's arm and I said, did you see that? He said, yes, I saw that. So literally twice, two different instances, two different time periods, God speaks the word Pioneer and he literally shows me a sign to confirm that word Pioneer. So we get to their church that day, to Jody and Vanessa's church, and after the worship, Jody calls us up and he says, hey everybody, this is Paul and Minda, they've just planted a church in Detroit, and they asked us to share a little bit of the story, and then they invited their team to come up and pray for us, and just to, you know, speak words of faith over, a, over the church plant, and Vanessa was the first one to pray, she grabs the mic, and she says, as I put my hands on you, I saw covered wagons, and I heard God say, pioneer. And I was like, oh, my word. It was one of those moments where you're like, is this happening? Is this real? Is this, am I dreaming? It's one of those moments. And those moments don't happen every day. They're few and far between. But God was speaking so clearly to us, again, to pioneer. Now, why am I sharing this with you today? Because God wasn't just speaking that for me and Paul. God was speaking that for Border City Church. And God speaks very clearly sometimes And when God speaks most clearly, it's because we're going to need to hear it in such a loud way. We're going to need to let those sound waves ripple through the months and the years 
He speaks it so clearly sometimes because we're going to need such a strong reference point to keep us pioneering. If God speaks really clearly to you, it's because you need to hear it really clearly because there's going to be opportunity for you not to do it. There's going to be opportunity for you not to pioneer. There's going to be opportunity for you to give up. There's going to be opportunity for you to pull back. There's going to be opportunity for you to settle before you're supposed to settle. So God will speak very, very clearly sometimes in our lives because we're going to need it. We're going to need that absolute clarity. I cannot deny, even if I wanted to deny, that God spoke that to us that day. And he's still speaking it today. He spoke it again in Canada when we were there too. That's right. So to pioneer is a decision that we make, and it's a heart posture that we take to no longer reach back for the familiar but to push into new territory. So pioneers do that geographically, but it happens spiritually as well. It's a posture, it's a decision to no longer reach back for the familiar, but to push into new territory, new territory. So what does it mean to pioneer? Why is that something God would say to me or you? The definition of pioneer, what I just said to you a minute ago was really kind of my idea of pioneering, but the actual definition is a person who is among the first to explore or settle a new territory, the first to settle a new country or area, the first to develop or be the first to use or apply a new method, area of knowledge, or activity. So they're the first. Pioneers are the first. Pioneers go first, and they keep going. That's what pioneers do. So again, I feel the Holy Spirit's inviting us. He's making an invitation to us to pioneer. He's calling us into that. I'm inviting you into it. God is inviting you into it. So I want to look at three references mainly this morning. We're going to look at Hebrews 12, which we already did. But also I want to look at Genesis 12 and Matthew 28. So we're going to, if you want to write them down, you can, because I'm going to bounce around between all three of these. Genesis 12, I'm going to look at verses 1 and 2, Hebrews 12, verses 1 through 3, and Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20. And as we look at these passages, I want us to see three things. I want us to see that from the beginning, God has always called his people into pioneering. I want us to see that Jesus came, and he was and is the ultimate pioneer. And I want us to see that Jesus has commissioned us to be pioneers as well. So we'll see that as we look at these verses. So way back in, in the book of Genesis, God started his relationship with his people when he started the relationship with Abram. So Adam and Eve had sinned in the garden. People had been cut off from God, from fellowship with God. And God began to reach out in relationship to bring a people to himself. And he started this relationship with a man called Abram. And we call Abraham the father of our faith because he's the one who God made covenant with and started this relationship and the purposes of God began to unfold for people once again. So in Genesis 12, verse 1, it says, The Lord said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land that I will show you. So when God began to talk to Abraham, he did it in the context of pioneering. He said, go. Leave where you are and go. And not only did he say go, but he said, just go, and I'll show you where as you go. 
And isn't that what pioneering is? Isn't that if you think about pioneers, they don't necessarily have a map and they're, you know, know exactly where, no, they're going where no man has gone before. They're just going. And God's saying, as you go, I will show you where to go. So if that's the way God began this relationship, don't you think that's probably still somewhat of the way he relates to us today? He says, come, I'm calling you out of that. I'm telling you to go and just go. And I'll show you as you go. I'll show you where you're supposed to go. And sometimes I think we're hesitant to to step out. We're hesitant to obey God in an area because we're like, okay, I'm not going to step out till I know what's next. I'm not going to take that step until I know how the next few steps are going to work out. Sometimes we know, but most of the time we don't know. Welcome to the party. Welcome to the faith journey. This is the way God has planned it to be because it grows our faith and our trust in him. Most of the time, he will ask us to take a step, and we don't know what the next step is. We don't know how it's all going to pan out. Hebrews 12, going back to Hebrews 12, verse 2 again, it says, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. So Jesus left heaven. He came to earth. The father said to Jesus, go. So the father said to Abram, go. He said to Jesus, go. And Jesus came to earth and he pioneered faith. Jesus pioneered something that we live in today, that we walk in today that relationship with God. He moved all of us into redemption. He moved all of us into salvation because he was a pioneer. He moved the human race into a new possibility. He pioneered that for us. But he had to go when the Father said go. And then in Matthew 28, 18, Jesus gives us that same pioneering commission. 28, 18, Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go, there's that word again, go, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. So he passed on that same pioneering mantle, that same pioneering spirit to us to continue going in the same way that he had. So I want to draw a few points from these passages that we've looked at together. So to pioneer something, you've got to go, but you've also got to be willing to let go of something. There's something you're leaving, too. There's something you're letting go of. Like we saw in Genesis when the Lord spoke to Abram, he said, go from your country, go from your people. In our lives, and in my life, and in Paul's life, at times for us that has meant letting go of a nation. When we moved to South Africa, it meant letting go of this nation. We didn't lose our citizenship, but it meant leaving this nation. When we left South Africa to come back here, it meant leaving a nation there that we had fallen in love with, a nation that we were happy to live the rest of our lives in. It was letting go of that then. At times for us, it's meant letting go of our greater family, of our dearest friends, Whether your pioneering causes you to physically move or not, it will always involve leaving something. And if Jesus is calling you to pioneer today, I guarantee you there's things that he's asking you to leave. That same verse in the New Living Translation, it says, leave your native country. 
that word native, if you look up the meaning of that word native, it means that which is belonging to a person from birth rather than acquired. So in other words, it's everything familiar to us, everything that we've known since birth. What's familiar to us? Are we willing to let those things go? It might mean an idea that we're comfortable with. It might mean a place that's familiar to us. It might mean our familiar routines. It might mean leaving our past, leaving our pain, leaving our sin. God will use your story. He wants to use everything that you've walked through, but we have to be willing to leave it first. We have to be willing to walk away from it. He wants to use it to bring others into this pioneering walk. But the good news is that when we leave things, it is always for the promise of what we're going to. God doesn't leave us empty. He gives us more. It's for something that you don't see yet, but that you know is out there for the taking. You're convinced on the inside that it's out there for you. And it's something that you can secure for yourself and for others coming behind you. And I often think about the frontiers people in the 1800s who pushed out west in this nation. And I think about those women and those men and those families and those children who pioneers. And I, and I think about how difficult that must have been for them, how lonely it must have been for them. A definition, the definition of a frontiers person is a person living in the region of a frontier, especially between settled and unsettled territory. So you're not there, but you're not there either. You're living in that undefined, unsettled territory, which is very uncomfortable for us as humans because we like to settle by nature. And yet God calls us into pioneering. He calls us to be on a pilgrimage. He calls us to be walking through this earth, but not of it, on our way somewhere else. So it's that in-between region. It's that, un it's that uncomfortable space in between that requires change and requires us to live outside of those boxes that Paul was talking about earlier. And sometimes it can even feel lonely for a moment. And you know what? Jesus identifies with that. Jesus knows what that feels like because like we saw in Hebrews 12, as we fix our eyes on Jesus, it says that he was the pioneer. And then it goes on to say in verse 3, there it says, consider him, which means think about him. Think about how it was for him. Consider him who endured opposition so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. We need to remember, how was it for Jesus? How was it for him to leave heaven, to leave the comfort of heaven and come to earth and sacrifice everything? How lonely he felt at times because he wasn't understood. He was rejected. A lot of times he was rejected. How lonely that was for him. How difficult for was that him. But the scripture tells us to consider him who endured even opposition so that you don't grow weary and lose heart. And I just want us to feel encouraged by that today. That whatever pioneering Jesus is calling you into, whatever he's asking of you in this season right now, consider him. Because he's not asking you to do anything he hasn't done. Everything he's calling you into, he's done that and more. He knows what it feels like. He knows what he's asking you to give up. And he says that we don't have to grow weary and lose heart because he has walked that road himself. 
when I consider the sacrifices that Jesus made and what had cost him, I realize that my cost is nothing. My cost is nothing. So just to talk about that for a moment, I've felt over the past couple years since we planted this church, I've felt, and here, don't hear what I'm not saying, because I don't think that, I think Jesus wants to fill our lives with all kinds of good things, but, but I've felt at times even Jesus saying, don't be afraid to embrace the pain of pioneering. Don't be afraid to embrace the loneliness of pioneering, because Jesus did that same thing. Paul has a wonderful ability not to need people. He's got this wonderful ability that he doesn't need people in an unhealthy way. It is in my nature to want everyone to come along. If I meet you, I want you in my posse. Everyone needs to come along. That's the way I am. I want everybody with us, everybody here. But not everyone will when Jesus asks you to pioneer. If we had everyone in this room that Paul and I have reached out to since we moved here two and a half years ago, that we've had in our home for dinner, that we've taken out for coffee, that we've ministered to, that we've prayed for, that we've ministered healing into, that we've counseled, given advice to, that we've taken care of their kids and walked journeys with them and had them to community group and they've walked through the doors of this church or whatever. If we had everyone in this room, it would be full. Yesterday, I took a few minutes and I quickly, in less than five minutes, came up with 100 names of people that we've reached out to in significant ways over the past two years that are not a regular part of Border City Church today. And then I stopped counting. (laughs) But I'm just saying that to say, Jesus shared with the crowds. He healed them. He fed them. He ministered to them. But only his disciples followed him. Only his disciples went where he was going. So not everyone will walk with us on this pioneering journey. So there is a balance between caring very much for people and investing in them and loving them with no strings attached, but also not needing them to come with you. There's a balance between those two things, and only Jesus can show us how to do that well because he does it very well. There's a balance between investing in people, not needing them to come with you, and not letting it keep you from keep on pioneering not letting it discourage you, not letting it hold you back. Because as a pioneer where you're going, it's actually ultimately not even for you. It is ultimately for those people who even today maybe aren't ready to come along. It's ultimately for them. And if you think about the pioneers that went west, what did they do? They opened up new territories and new spaces. They built new towns with new resources, and they found gold, and they they made farms and they grew crops and, and then people came and enjoyed the benefits of what they pioneered. But somebody had to go. Somebody had to break open that way. Yes, for yourself, but also for the people that will come behind you because those people are coming. This is why we pioneer. I love what it says in Genesis 12 that we already looked at. Verse 2, it says what God said to Abraham is he said, I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. So God created this covenant with Abraham 
He brought him into relationship with him, but he said, you will be a blessing. And I want to speak that over all of us today. We will be a blessing. Everything that we're pioneering today is not just for us, but it's for us to be a blessing to others. So the price is great. Whatever Jesus is asking of you today, yes, it is great. The price is great. But it's a privilege that we get to partner with Jesus in pioneering and to continue the work that he started. And the best, the best, best, best part is that he goes with us, that it's not something we're doing alone. Matthew 28, 19 says, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus goes with us as we pioneer. So as I said, I feel that the Holy Spirit is, is not just today, but in this time period right now, as we're looking at being a church and becoming a church that does what Jesus does, is doing what Jesus does, I feel like the Holy Spirit's giving us an invitation. He's saying, I want you to consider what, what's Jesus doing, and I want you to do that. I want you to come along and pioneer what, what does Jesus do? One of the things he does is that he builds his church. Paul referenced that earlier too. Jesus is building his church. Matthew 16, 18 says, I will build my church. That's what Jesus says. That's what Jesus is doing today. He's building his church. And as we reach people, Jesus is building his church. The church is active. The church is extending the work of Jesus into the earth. But Jesus is building his church. That's what it's all aiming toward. That's where it's all going. Jesus wants to bring people into his family. He wants to bring people into the body so that we can be the church together. So how can we do that? How can we do what Jesus is doing? I want to encourage us to extend this invitation to others. This invitation that we're sensing from God, extend that invitation to others. Bring others along with you. Every week, I want to encourage us, be inviting people to hear to Wednesday at Mickey's, be inviting people. Yes, invite them out for coffee too. Invite them into your home, absolutely. But I want to ask you, invite people here every Sunday, every Sunday. Every week, I'm inviting multiple people here, every Sunday. I'm in contact with people throughout the week, and I'm saying, Are you, can you come Sunday? Will you be there? I'm constantly inviting people along on this journey. I want to encourage you to use social media. Use social media to talk about what's happening. Talk about what we're doing, but talk about what God's doing in your life. Talk about what you're excited about. Bring people along on the journey with you. Have meals with people and invest in them. Have coffee with them and invest in them, not needing anything from them, but extending an invitation to them to be a part of what you're a part of, to be healed, to be restored, to come along and do what God has for them. Share your story with people. I want to encourage you, share your story. Share what God did in your life. Share what he's doing today. Maybe it's simply just, you know what, I'm just feeling really encouraged in life, and I'm feeling like I can, I can do some things that I didn't know I could do. Maybe it's as simple as that, but share. Share with other people what's going on with you. When your friend says, hey, what's going on? Tell them. Tell them what God's doing in your life. Share your story and open up and bring people into what God is doing. I want to encourage you to show up, to give a priority to what God is doing, what Jesus is inviting you into. Show up and be there with what he's doing. Serve into what God is doing. Give into what God is doing. It's one of the ways that we pioneer. 
is we give our all. Like Paul read about those women who followed Jesus. They gave their all so that something could be pioneered. Proverbs 11.24 in the Message Bible, it says, The world of the generous gets larger and larger, but the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. As a pioneer, I need my world to get larger and larger, so I'm going to be generous. Generosity opens up our lives in ways that nothing else can. It breaks down barriers. It opens up new territory. So that's one of the ways that we can pioneer. So I just want to pray together about this. And uh, this is very real to me. I, I'm, I'm very, very aware of in this season that Jesus is calling us to something greater. I'm very aware that he's calling us to something that's costing us more and more all the time. It's causing us to step outside of our comfort zones. Um, that's, I don't even know what it's going to end up costing. Sometimes I feel like I don't have anything left to give. But he's still asking to come, come along more. So I wonder if we can just close our eyes. And I also just had it in my heart just to facilitate a moment in the presence of Jesus. So if you can just close your eyes and if you're comfortable, maybe just open your palms. And I know that for some of us, sometimes it's hard If I'm honest with you, I'm one of those people that I'm so busy all the time and I love being busy and my mind never stops that it's hard for me to get still in the presence of God. It's something that I have to be disciplined to do. It doesn't come naturally for me. So I just want to take a moment and and maybe even just demonstrate how that happens because I know that there's others who struggle with that. So maybe just... Keep your eyes closed. Keep your palms open if you want to. And I just encourage you just to consciously open your heart to anything that you sense Jesus said to you today. Just take it in and receive it. Any part of what we talked about today that you sense Jesus was saying directly to you, just consciously receive that into your heart and agree with it. Agree with it in your heart and, and just in your own mind, and your own heart, just, just begin to, to tell Jesus, Jesus, I receive that. And in your own heart and your mind, just begin to thank Jesus. Say, thank you, Jesus, that you spoke to me. Thank you, Jesus, for calling me to pioneer. Thank you, Jesus, that you want me to come on this journey with you. Thank you, Jesus, that you have a plan for my life. Thank you, Jesus, that you have a plan that will fulfill me more than any other plan that I could ever dream. Thank you, Jesus, that you want to use me to help others to come along into the plan that you have for them. And also something that helps sometimes is just to release, just release any any blockage that you feel, anything that you feel like is in the way of that. Just let it go. Just be like, you know what? I don't need that. I don't need to fight with that. Just move that out of the way. And you just begin to feel his peace, and you begin to feel his presence, and you begin to feel that he's coming near to you because you've looked at him. You've considered him. You've fixed your eyes on him. And he wants to be with you. He wants to be close with you.
Jesus, we take this seriously. We take your word seriously. We take your invitation seriously. Lord, we thank you so much that you've given us your spirit. You've been teaching us so much about the power of your spirit, the gifts that you've given us to minister to others. You empower us. You give us that love. You give us the faith even. You've given us everything. So, Lord, we give you everything. We don't hold back. We will go on this journey that you're calling us to, Jesus. We'll go where you're leading us, Lord. And you can do that anytime. What we just did, you can do that anytime with Jesus. You can talk to him. You can unload. You can agree with what you feel he's saying to you. And he comes close. And we're called to be carriers of his spirit, carriers of his presence that we carry to the world around us. So I want to encourage you guys. This Wednesday, we're going to be at Mickey's. And we've started these new videos that are really cool. They're a little bit edgy. They're a little bit wild. But they're really cool. And they're all about how to take what God has done to the world around us. How to step out. Teaching us how to do things that maybe are uncomfortable for us. But that we need to learn to do if we're going to pioneer. So I encourage you to come. Be there with us if you can. Be here next Sunday. Gather with each other during the week. Stay in touch with one another. And be all in. Be all in. And bring others with you. Bring other people with you. Grace, bring people with you next week. You got a car. Grace got a car. That is so awesome. Each one of us have people living all around us, next door to us. Come. Bring them with you. Extend that invitation to them to come. The people that you meet. I've been praying every day that God would give me opportunities to meet new people. And twice on, well, once on Thursday, once on Friday, I actually had people ask me to tell, my, tell them my story. And I've been praying for that. I've been asking for that. I actually had two individuals. One was over email. The other one was um, someone I met in a store, and then we connected on social media, and we started chatting. And they asked, what's your story? What, you know, why are you here? And I was able to share why we're here and what we're doing. But I've been asking for that. So I was like, God, that's so cool. I'm going to ask more. I've been asking for that. So ask God. If you don't know who to invite on this journey, say, Jesus, give me somebody. Put somebody right in front of me today that I can invite into this journey that you've called me on. And he will. He'll do it. So I'm expectant for that. I'm expectant that God is bringing pioneers together. This is a city of pioneers. And they're all around us. We just need to call them in. Thank you, man.